This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, August 15th, 2022. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for the Monday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart. There's a chance people who once had good credit can lose that status due to financial inactivity. We'll learn more about that in our next segment, but right now, the week ahead includes closely watched reports on housing starts and retail sales. We're joined by Bob Brusca, Chief Economist at Fact and economics based in New York. And Bob, we spoke with you earlier today uh, about the U.S. housing market entering a recession. So let's recap what's contributing to that decline and how this week's housing data will play into that. Right. Well, of course, the the weakness is substantially uh, on the back of the Federal Reserve raising rates, pushing up long-term rates, uh, among them mortgage rates, and that having an adverse impact on housing affordability. Housing prices are high, and so with these high prices, when you push the mortgage rates up as well, you really increase house payments, and that tends to push buyers to the sidelines. And since homeowners don't want to reduce the prices on their homes that they saw selling at such extravagant levels, the housing market tends to freeze up. Well, and that's just it, is that you're going to hopefully see bending either one of two ways, either buyers willing to shovel out a little bit more or sellers realizing, okay, maybe this equity isn't what I thought it was if we really want to get our house uh, off the market. Yeah, that's exactly the uh, the case. And I think that the problem here is that uh, the, the buyers are pretty extended. The affordability numbers are bad. And so the, the, the facts are really with the uh, potential buyers who are looking for lower prices in the housing market. And so uh, this is always a slow and somewhat painful process. Right. Well, this week, we're not only seeing home builder sentiment and housing starts reports. Uh, there's some other key uh, items and data to keep an eye on this week. What are you keep? What are you looking at here? Well, today we had a manufacturing report out of the uh, the New York Federal Reserve District, the Empire State Manufacturing Report, that fell from a level of plus 11 to minus 31. A draconian month-to-month fall, uh, indicating some real problems in manufacturing. Apparently, orders have really dried up. And there is this uh, inventory cycle that's developing. A year ago, you may remember, during Christmas, uh, Firms were having a hard time getting product. There were all kinds of supply chain problems. And so a lot of firms were just ordering and ordering and ordering. And what happened was they overordered, and now they find that they've got all of this excess merchandise, and it's having an impact on manufacturing. You know, as the week goes on, we're going to get, you mentioned, housing starts. Uh, we're going to get existing home sales. We're going to get an industrial production report, retail sales on Wednesday. It, it's a pretty chock full week. Well, and you mentioned retail sales. This will be interesting, too. Some major retailers, I'm thinking uh, Target, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, all of which have, have come off of pretty rough quarters. Yeah, we're looking for another weak uh, retail sales report. Uh, we're looking for weak nominal sales that will translate into even weaker real sales. And, uh, and then on Wednesday, we're also going to get the minutes from the Federal Reserve's last meeting, and that's going to spawn a lot more discussion about the Federal Reserve, where it stands, what it's going to do. And so there will be this focus on... Uh, 
monetary policy uh, come Wednesday. Yeah, there was some speculation with uh, inflation somewhat cooling that the Federal Reserve might uh, back down on its uh, rate hike there. But uh, what do you think? Are we going to see that 75 basis point hike? No, there's a good chance that they'll slow. But let's understand, we had a very small reduction in the rate of inflation in two reports. Uh, the, uh, the reduction was a little bigger than what we expected, but the inflation rates are still extremely hot. And what we mostly saw was a backing off in uh because of commodity prices uh, cooling. And what we see is that the core inflation rates, that is when you take out food and energy, inflation is still running pretty hot. And we're coming off a very, very strong job report. I mean, that job report from the previous month was extremely strong. It was accelerating and still producing uh, large wage gains. So there's still a lot of domestic pressure on prices, despite the fact that the headline CPI and PPI saw less pressure. So there are a lot of factors cooking in the U.S. economy, and I, I, you know, the Fed really doesn't have a lot of flexibility to uh, to do anything. It could go down to 50 basis points from 75, but that's probably about it. Thanks so much. Bob Brusca, Chief Economist at Fact and Opinion Economics based in New York. Coming up, avoiding a state of credit invisibility. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, your credit status depends on having current activity in your financial accounts. Let's learn more from Bill Hardikoff, Senior Industry Analyst at MoneyCrashers.com, based in Birmingham, Alabama. And Bill, first of all, what does it even mean to be credit invisible? Well, Rachel, thank you for having me on. Credit invisible means that you do not have a credit history that's being reported at any of the three major credit bureaus, which are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And I'm guessing that that can come from a number of factors, either not having a credit card or maybe you've already made payments and you're no longer using it, just inactivity in general. Well, that's absolutely correct. I mean, it could be that you've paid off all your debts. You don't have a house payment anymore. You don't have a credit card. You don't run any debt. That might be one type of person. It might be somebody who's getting out of college, uh, who's been in college for a while and has never applied for a credit card and never really paid any bills. It could be divorced women where everything in their during their marriage was in their husband's name. And what this really totals, you know, in all three of those that I've just laid out, uh, there are 26 million people in America that are credit invisible, about one out of every 10 Americans. Well, and it's one thing to have, I mean, it's one thing to have a poor credit score. It's another thing to have no credit score or, or nor dad, no current data sort of contributing to that. So what advice do you have to consumers who are looking to, to rebuild that number? Well, there are a couple things they can do. One is they should check their credit reports just to see if there is any activity. And you can do that for free at Equifax, Experian, or TransUnion. You can do it free every week between now and the end of the year. They've made that rule during the pandemic and continued it on. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, if you do have a credit card in your sock drawer and you just haven't used it in a while, you can use that, say, once a month to go out to lunch, pay off the, that bill each and every month on time just to get some activity on your credit card. And third, there's a program called Experian Boost, which uh, for people that don't have any credit, uh, they're able to start establishing it by paying, you know, by showing a record of their utility bills or their streaming services. Uh, so that's one thing that they can do, like your telephone bill. So Experian Boost can get you on the credit radar. 
Well, and again, we want to applaud people for being able to make payments on those credit cards and to not have any lingering debt. But the big key here is to make sure that you're still frequently using those cards, correct? Well, that's correct. I mean, you, you don't have to use them frequently. Once a month would be fine just to show that activity and then make sure you pay off the bill on time in full every month and then you won't incur any interest payments. Thanks so much, Bill Hardikoff, Senior Industry Analyst at MoneyCrashers.com, based in Birmingham. Up next, some big changes are coming to the pandemic favorite, Peloton. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Peloton's new CEO says the company is making changes in an effort to become, in his words, more efficient, cost-effective, and agile. Well, let's check on this strategic move with Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management, based in Orlando, Florida. And... Uh, Gary, it's been an interesting uh, few months here for Peloton with this new strategy. I'm going to use a pun in that it's spinning all over the place. Yeah, look, this is one of those great corporate lessons that when things are growing, going great, be your most paranoid, always look over your shoulders. And I will tell you, Peloton never planned for what happens uh, when the COVID goes away and people decide to go back to gyms. And, and classes and things like that. You are seeing the outcome of it. You're seeing the outcome of slow footing, slow movement. And unfortunately, uh, we're talking Murphy's Law at this point in time. And, uh, you know, hopefully things get better because it's never good to see a ton of people uh, getting axed from their jobs. Well, that's just it. Chief Executive Officer Barry McCarthy, who's still relatively new to the company, said that they're slashing roughly 780 jobs, also closing a significant number of stores. And here's what else is interesting. They're, they're really hiking up prices, which I suppose makes sense for a luxury brand. Yeah, well, this is the first off. It's the third round of job cuts. They, I think they fired everybody in Taiwan a, a couple of months ago. Um, basically, the story is this. They lowered prices. Now they want to raise back prices. They're going to shut the uh, aggressively stores throughout 2023, cutting jobs, getting expenses in line, and then hopefully have a good business that can grow again. I'm just not so sure. You're seeing it with SoulCycle also. Uh, they're shutting stores. You know, we're just back to the re- – I don't know what we call it, the real world, but people are going back to uh, what was before – and they're going to have to adjust. You can't just adjust the expense side. They're going to have to adjust the growth side. And uh, that's uh, remained to be seen, as they say. Certainly an aggressive approach. And I'm curious to pick your brain. Is this enough to redeem the, the pandemic winner turned loser? And what's your recommendation on its stock? Um, uh, let me, my best recommendation is I don't own it. Uh, they're <laughs> about to report the sales, uh, $682 million versus last year's 936 way down and a big loss. Uh, for me, I just stay awake. I can't say the stock won't rebound a little bit more as the market's rebounded, but just not for me. I love growing businesses and businesses that stay ahead of the game, and, and they have, they got to prove uh, uh, a little bit better before I jump in. Thanks so much, Gary Kulpbaum, president of Kulpbaum Capital Management based in Orlando, Florida. You can find him online at GaryK.com. Still ahead, the best time to start investing is right now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson. And for Rob Hart, these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A jury is being selected for the R. Kelly child pornography and obstruction of justice trial here in Chicago. An updated COVID-19 vaccine has received approval from regulators in Britain. Earning, saving, and spending are all parts of a successful financial strategy. Plus, it's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of ideas from an investing pro. WBBM Business. The markets remain higher. The Dow up. 158 points, the Nasdaq up 66, and the S&P 500 up 14 points. AccuWeather says cloudy skies the rest of today. Still plenty of sunshine, though, with a high ranging from 76 to 80 degrees in the suburbs. Partly cloudy tonight as temperatures fall to a low 65, then another pleasant day tomorrow. Sunshine and clouds, a high of 76 at the lakefront, 80 degrees further inland. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Jury selection begins today in downtown Chicago at the federal child pornography trial of singer R. Kelly. WBBM's Brandon Eisen reports. Federal prosecutors and R. Kelly's defense team now begin the process of sifting through around 100 potential jurors, narrowing that number down to just 12 peers that will hear the proceedings expected to last four weeks and then decide Kelly's guilt or innocence on several federal charges related to the production of child pornography, the enticement of five minors into sexual acts, and charges related to obstruction in the original investigation into claims against the singer. Kelly was acquitted by a jury on state charges in 2008. A potential witness in that trial had refused to testify. Now an adult, she is expected to stand as a witness in this federal case, along with as many as four other women. At the Dirksen Federal Building, Brandon Eisen, 105.9 WBBM. British regulators are the first to okay the use of Moderna's updated coronavirus booster. The United Kingdom's Medicines and Healthcare Regulatory Agency says it has given the green light to a double-action adult booster shot, a so-called bivalent vaccine by Moderna that protects against both the original version of the COVID-19 virus and the BA1 Omicron variant. Regulators described it as a sharpened tool in our armory as the virus continues to evolve and says the mild side effects were similar to the original Moderna vaccine. In the U.S., regulators are telling vaccine makers any booster shots adapted for this autumn must include protection against BA4 and BA5. That's the Omicron variant the World Health Organization says is driving the latest global surge. I'm Jennifer King. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are gaining ground. We're joined this hour by Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at Smart Portfolios based in San Diego, California. Jim, let's talk about what's moving the markets today. Uh, Certainly a big week for retail earnings. Uh, It will be exciting to see, and really people will be interested in uh, Walmart and Target's assessment of their inventory levels, their outlook for the remainder of the year. But I think the main push uh, ratio is still coming from the decline in the consumer price index and the producer price index last week. And it has increased people's expectations that the Fed won't have to tighten as aggressively and that the economy, therefore, is going to be okay. I want to circle back a little bit to the retail earnings and and what it might tell us, what retailers might tell us specifically about the strength of the consumer. Uh, That is the key question. Are consumers still buying? Have they shifted? I mean, two two months or so ago, Rachel, Walmart Target said, yeah, the consumers are still buying. They're just not buying the stuff we have on shelves. 
So that is going to be important information. Are they still buying? And the second thing is their discussion about inventories. The second quarter GDP was negative because of a 2% reduction from inventory uh, liquidation, if you will, or not restocking inventories. So that those, to me, are the two key things of information that we'll get out of the retailers this week. Are consumers still buying, and where are their inventory levels? Let's widen our scope and sort of take a global look here at, at the economy. We're seeing new weakness out of China, some disappointing economic data there. Can you sort of uh, walk us through what's, what's happening there and how it's responding? Well, again, you know, they've had extreme measures in terms of locking down various cities and parts of uh, China in response to any COVID outbreak whatsoever. That is weighing on consumer spending. The other thing is they really do have a serious problem with real estate. Uh, the majority of Chinese uh, consumers own real estate and are exposed to real estate. And over the last uh, year, Rachel, year-over-year numbers are showing that real estate values residential are falling. So that's a depressant given the exposure that a lot of Chinese people have to real estate. Um, the bank, central bank cut rates very, very modestly. I think we're going to see more to come. But, you know, it, to me, it's primarily China's response to COVID that is depressing economic activity there. And what does that say about the overall strength of the global economy? If it's being felt in China, is there something similar that we can expect in other countries, including the United States? Yeah, different things for different countries. So China has COVID issues. Europe has energy issues due to, you know, Russia cutting back on natural gas prices. I mean, Europeans are spending four to five times as much as Americans are for energy. So that is having a depressing effect on their economy. The U.S. is really, I think, in far better shape. I don't think we're in a recession. Consumers do have money. Job growth and wage growth is, you know, very, very positive. Um, so that's why I think the U.S. is going to, if you will, skate through much better than uh, certainly Europe, which I think is definitely going to be in a recession next year. Yeah, well, we've certainly seen stocks notch some serious gains here in the past month. Do you think uh, we can expect that upside to continue? I do. I think we're nearing a point where the rally from over the last couple of weeks is nearing a conclusion. My expectation, there's a pullback. And then from a chart standpoint, uh, Rachel, if we get a pullback of 150 S&P points or so, and then another rally that takes us to a higher level, there are that chart pattern, the five up, would be a very bullish sign, I think, that the market has indeed had its bear market bottom in June. So the next three weeks are going to be you know, key in terms of providing that information. Now, the Dow did something interesting today that it hasn't really done in months. It broke above its 200-day moving average. So can that uh, maybe have you speak to where the markets are technically? Yeah, the S&P is not far from its 200-day average. Uh, there are investment pools that key off of 200-day averages so that when you get above, especially on the S&P, that would be more meaningful than the Dow, you should see additional monies come in. Uh, I, again, I think the location of where things are and how stretched the market is from that June low, to me, suggests that even if you get above the 200-day the, the average, it's not a good place to buy. As I said, I think we're going to see a 150-point pullback in the S&P 
uh, within the next couple of weeks. Thanks so much, Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at Smart Portfolios based in San Diego. The website, macrotides.com. Up next, getting a running start on a lifetime investment plan. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The financial future of youth can best be served by an early investment plan. Let's get some help from Tony Ogorek, founder of Ogorek Wealth Management in Buffalo, New York. Tony, let's say I'm a uh, recent college graduate, fresh out of school, ready for my first job. I'm guessing now is a really good time to start thinking about what to do with my money. That is true, Rachel, and likely uh, the first thing you're going to notice is that there is an apparent discrepancy in your paycheck. You run down to HR and say, surely there's been a mistake. I was supposed to make X, and the strategist says, why? And then they give you a card that says, welcome to the United States of America. That's right. Well, and that's just it, is uh, maybe you're you're realizing that your money is going to different places. Part of that, though, can be uh, a 401k, uh, certainly a worthy investment. Um, What are some other uh, places for us to invest? I think, you know, Rachel, I think the first um, axiom that we want to communicate to people is to pay yourself first, not last, which means when you get that paycheck, uh, you know, take a look at uh, maybe being able to put 10% of your paycheck away uh, into a retirement plan. Uh, For people who aren't making a lot of money at this point in their life, they actually may be better, Rachel, putting money into a uh, Roth IRA uh, rather than a 401k. And when they are eligible to put money in a 401k, maybe they just put money in enough money in to hit the match the employer match and then after that fund their uh, Roth IRA because if you're in a low tax bracket now uh, you know 20 30 40 years later you're going to be able to pull money out tax-free and that's going to be a real benefit to you let's stick with the narrative of a recent college graduate because uh, something that can feel enormous and weighted and heavy is all that student loan debt. And how can you even think about investing and setting money aside when you have this massive debt sort of looming over you? Well, you know, you've got that fact and oftentimes uh, they may have to relocate. We've got the basement, you know, you have their apartment, maybe they've got a car lease. Uh, they may have uh, you know money to pay for health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So it can be you know decidedly an expensive time to do things. But even with that caveat said, even if they started off just doing five percent, understand also that if you take five percent of your pay and put it away, uh, you know you're not paying taxes on that. So you know that sort of that withholding that you normally would have, you're not going to have there. So maybe it ends up being you know three percent net out of pocket. And um, I don't care how, how tight things are, you know, you ought to be able to put at least, you know, 5% away uh, for your future. And I have to tell you also that the greatest asset young people have is time, time to compound. And if you can just get something in there to start, you are going to be amazed at what you're going to end up with because you're consistently putting money in over an extended period of time. That's really what I wish someone would have told me, is it doesn't have to feel like a lot now. It's going to feel like a lot more once it's sat there for, for time. That's your, that's your key benefit there. That's it. And, you know, one other thing, you know, if you're able to put away, I don't know, $50 a pay or $100 a pay, if you do that now, that's great. But if you don't do it and you wait another five or 10 years to do it, you may end up having to put 200 or $300 a pay away because you've lost all that compounding time. 
Thanks so much. Tony Agoric, founder of Agoric Wealth Management based in Buffalo, New York. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. And still to come, it's our Stock Picker Monday. It's Stock Picker Monday. And helping us out today is Matt Matigan, CEO of Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. Matt, great to have you with us. What's your first pick? Well, today we're back to inflation defense. So these picks satisfy two main criteria. First, they qualify as dividend aristocrats, which means they've consistently paid and raised their dividend yield uh, for at least 25 consecutive years. And second, they demonstrate a relatively low implied volatility rank in spite of the current market conditions. So first is LEG, which is the symbol for Leggett and Platt. This is a company out of Carthage, Missouri, and they've been around since the late 1800s. They manufacture furniture and engineered components for everything from homes and offices to commercial aircraft. Uh, As I said, they are a dividend aristocrat. They have a current yield of uh, about four and a quarter percent at around $41 per share. Well, and I'm guessing all the diversity with its products is certainly helpful in offering some lower volatility. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The nature of their product offerings, as well as the markets that they sell to, they make a lot of products that are needed by people in industry, regardless of what the economy is doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And your second pick that also meets the need of being a uh, dividend aristocrat and uh, comparatively low volatility? That is Expeditors International of Washington trading under the symbol EXPD. This is a top 10 international logistics company out of Seattle, Washington. In fact, they're the sixth largest freight forwarder covering everything from ground to ocean transport. And I'm sure I don't have to talk a lot about the value of reliable logistics (laughs) these days. No, no, not at uh, all. (laughs) Uh, This company is also well-seasoned. They've been around since the late uh, 1970s. They're closer to their 52-week low than high, and they're yielding uh, about one and a quarter percent and around $105 a share. Uh, So we see both of these as solid dividend uh, and inflation defense plays, uh, but they still have a lot of capital appreciation room to move through. And again, we're going to recap your first pick, Leggett and Platt, the ticker LEG, and then Expeditors International of Washington. That trades under the name EXPD. Thanks so much, Matt Matigan, CEO of Blue World Asset Managers based here in Chicago. Of course, you'll find past programs and later today, a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 